Today morning, just want to focus on a tree that's planted by the river. A tree that's planted by the river. Just want to, you know, take you to four scripture portions. And I just want you to want to read those scriptures where we talk about a tree that is planted by the river. The first reference is Psalm 1. Few verses of Psalm 1. Let's turn to Psalm 1. Let me read a few verses. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season whose leaf shall also shall not wither and whatever he does shall prosper verse 3 he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season whose leaf also shall not wither and whatever he does shall prosper let's turn to jeremiah chapter 17 Jeremiah chapter 17 verses 7 and 8. Jeremiah chapter 17 verses 7 and 8. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when heat comes but its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought nor will cease from yielding fruit now let's move to ezekiel chapter 47 ezekiel chapter 47 in fact the entire chapter talks about the vision the prophet Ezekiel is having there. Let's, let's move on to specific scriptures now. Let's go to Ezekiel chapter 47 verse 12. Along the bank of the river on the side and that will grow all kinds of trees used for food. Their leaves will not wither and their fruit will not fail. They will bear fruit every month because their water flows from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be for food and their leaves for medicine. Now let's move on to Revelation chapter 22. Revelation chapter 22 verse 2. Let's read from verse 1. Revelation 22 chapter 22 talks about the New Jerusalem talks about the heaven and what's going on there in verse 20 uh, chapter 22 verse 1 and he showed me a pure river of water of life clear as crystal proceeding from the throne of God and of the lamb in the middle of its street and on either side of the river was the tree of life which bore 12 fruits each tree yielding its fruit every month the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations you know, we talked about, we read three, four scriptural references. It almost, it talk about the same. It talks about, it, all these scriptures talk about the same. There are 
three levels of metaphor used in the above passages which we read. The metaphor or the comparison used in the above passages are the following. Number one, there are certain group of people are compared to the tree planted by the side of the river. A group of people are compared to the tree planted or the trees planted by the side of the river. That's the first metaphor. The second one, the characteristics of these trees are compared to the special qualities of this group of people. So just keep you know following me closely. First one, there are certain group of people are compared to the trees that are planted by the riverside. Now the characteristics of these trees are compared to the qualities of the people who are planted by the riverside. That's the second metaphor. The third one, the river represents the kind of divine connection you and me have with the Lord. The river represents the divine connection we have with the Lord. So the group of people are compared to the trees and the characteristics of the trees are compared to the qualities of the group of people and we see a river there and the river is nothing but the kind of connection uh, we have with the Lord. So let's keep that in mind. Let's move further. Now, who are these people Word of God talks about? Who are these people? They are planted at the side of the river. So you know we are we are just going to limit ourselves to the scripture portions which we read today so first of all in psalm we read psalm 1 who does not walk in the counsel of God, counsel of ungodly so we are talking about who are the people who are planted or who are the trees they are planted at the side of the river so we'll be interchange we'll be using the you know people and the trees interchangeably because they are you know they are compared in the word of god so now we are trying to understand who are these people planted by the riverside so the number one who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly so word of God says these are the people you know they are not influenced by the ungodly so see you and I we are living in an ungodly society we are living in an ungodly world you know as long as we are within the church you don't feel about it but you just go into your community or you just go into your workplace you know we'll see we'll find out how much ungodliness is going on you know most of the activities they are involved with today they are not according to the word of God in, in fact you know some of the activities our people are involved with you know God really hates those things if you go to Old Testament we will find God's wrath came upon the people of God for exactly the same thing what is going on today in this world we are living in such an ungodly world and you know there are group there is a group of people they choose not to walk in the counsel of ungodly they are not influenced by ungodly people secondly who are these people they, they don't stand in the path of the sinner these are a special group of people they don't stand at the path of the sinner standing at the path of the sinner you know the way I understand usually the path helps us to take us to somewhere right so either it can take us to one place or to some other place so word of God says just do not stand at the path of the sinner so sinner, he is going in the path that takes him eventually to the eternal destruction. So godly people, God is telling us, just don't go and stand there. Even to just to watch what's going on there, just don't, don't go and just stand there. You know, because that ways, that 
path can take us into the eternal destruction. So these are special people who are planted at the riverside. They don't want to go by the counsel of the ungodly. They don't want to stand at the path of the sinner. And thirdly, what of God says, nor sits at the seat of the scornful or mocking. It simply says, these are special people, they don't have evil company. They don't have, you know, people who always mocks at each other, who, who, who speaks, you know, evil words. He doesn't have, or she doesn't have that kind of company. So what of God says, we are not influenced by ungodly, and we are not standing at the path of sinner, and we don't have, we don't just go with the evil company, and we start enjoying whatever they do. Such a special people. Number four, delights in the law of God. So we are trying to find out who are these people who are planted at the riverside. Delights in the word of God. You know, a little while ago we listened to David, right? He was delighted, delighting in the word of God, in the law of God. So these are special group of people. They delight in the law of God. The way I understand again, delighting in the word of God. I read the word of God and I enjoy it. You know, many times, you know, I even experience, I read, I read the word of God, <coughs> maybe, you know, I have to read it. I read the word of God because, okay, that's my schedule now. That's my reading schedule. You know, some of us go by the reading schedule every day. How to complete, read the entire Bible in one month, uh, may not be in one month, one year. <coughs> one year, how to read the whole entire Bible. So we take that plan, oh, there are three chapters I need to read. Just keep reading it, right, so, so that I'm just done for the day. We, at times, we read that way. Or even I read the Bible most of the time because I need to prepare the message right so we end up in doing that but <clears throat> these are a special group of people they are not like us and how do they do they delight in the word of God they read the word of God the way the way I have put it they read the word of God for pleasure you know we take pleasure in so many things doing things in this world but do we really read the word of God and get pleasure out of it so they are a special group of people <clears throat> they delight in the word of God delight in the law and what of God again says, they meditate in the word day and night. They meditate in the word day and night. It simply means they allow the word to work. They allow the word to work in us. So we are talking about a special group of people. Now, you know, by the time we define who they are, we will know whether we are one among them are we are not so we talked about the people who are not influenced by ungodly people who are not standing at the path of destruction people who are you don't uh, you know belong to a evil company who reads the word of god for and delight in it who meditate the word of god who allow the word of god to work in their lives and number six word of god says who trust in the lord who trust in the lord depending on god and again it says further who hope whose hope is in the lord who trusts in the lord whose hope is in the lord you know there are two terms again used trust and hope but probably you know there are different ways of understanding what is trust what is hope but certainly they are not one and the same they are different one example trust simply means you take a baby and just throw it in the air throw the baby in the air and catch it, catch her and still the baby will be smiling so when the baby is in the air it smiles, why? because it trusts in you it trusts in you you are going to catch her it 
totally trust perfectly. That's the reason it's able to smile when you throw the baby in the air. That is trust. Hope. What is hope? You know, when we go to bed in the night, we don't know. Nobody is sure whether we'll wake up in the morning or not. No one can give the guarantee, but still I set my alarm clock. Why do we do that? Because I hope. I hope I will get up in the morning. You know, that's what is trust and that's what is hope. And here, these are special group of people. You know, they are planted at the riverside for just for simply, simple reason, because they are able to trust in the Lord. They are able to trust in the Lord. They are just depending on Him. They are just leaning on Him. And they are able to hope, put their hope in God. You know, they, they are just able to hope. You know, they are hoping for better things for tomorrow. They are hoping for still better things to happen yet to come in their life. They are hoping in the Lord. So we are almost able to define these people. They don't get influenced by ungodly. They don't stand at the path of the sinner. They don't have evil company. They read in the word, read the word of God and delight in the word of God. They allow the word of God to work in their lives. They trust in the Lord and they put their hope in the Lord. Such a special group of people. Do you think that we are, we belong to that group? I mean, it's a question we need to think about ourselves. We do, we belong to that group. You know, these are the special people. And I believe, I believe all of us belong to that group. I strongly believe all of us belong to that group. You know, Word of God is talking about us. It is talking about us. And these are the peoples, we are special people. Do you, do you agree with me? We are special. You remember the song yesterday the children sang? We are special in the sight of God. So we are that special group of people. And word of God says we are planted at the, by the riverside. Now let's move on to find out what are the different characteristics of these trees planted by the riverside. Again from these four scriptures we read. First of all, these trees they bring forth its fruit in season. These plants they bring forth fruit in its season. Now I thought that for a while and they came to a conclusion saying that of course that's the only expectation we have from a tree. That's the only expectation we have from a tree. If the tree is not able to bring fruit in its season probably I don't want the tree. I wish the tree to be removed from that place. So the, having a tree planted by the riverside the only expectation is to bring forth the its fruit in season. The second characteristics. Leaf shall not wither. Leaf shall not wither. I mean, we are talking about a real plant, not just a plant, not just an artificial plant. We are talking about a plant that is really planted at the riverside and its leaf will not wither. Probably it may go through color changes, but it never falls. It may, it never dries. It's always green maybe, you know. It attracts birds, it attracts insects, and all these things are, there may be flowers. So there are the, the characteristics of a tree it brings forth fruit in its season and its leaf shall not wither its leaf shall not wither third characteristics of this tree it spreads out its roots by the river it basically knows where to draw strength from where to draw its food from these trees even though they are planted at the riverside and their roots go deep under the river to get the, to draw water from the river so it's a kind of special tree planted at the riverside it 
yields its fruit in every season the leaves are always green they don't wither away and these trees they spread their roots everywhere because it knows where to draw its strength from the fourth aspect of the tree leaves are still green even when heat comes even when heat comes the leaves are still green it's fresh because it has enough water and it remains fresh it remains green it's not basically touched by heat it's not affected by its surroundings you know when all the other trees are dried and withered away this tree particular tree which is planted at the river side it still remains green it still remains fresh so there is something special about this tree which is planted at the river side it is not like other trees which they dry away which fall apart but but this tree stands it remains green and it doesn't wither away the fifth one will never yield fail yielding fruit even in drought even in tough situation even there is you know there is drought everywhere there is dryness everywhere all the other trees stand barren all the other trees they don't produce fruit but this particular tree which is planted at the river side it brings forth fruit even in drought even in drought obviously it's a special tree we are talking about and what of god says the tree and its fruit they are used for food you know the entire part of the tree right from its root you know even into the fruit the entire tree is used as food so it's not a wild tree it's not a poisonous leaf but it is a tree which is edible which is used for food every part of this tree it is used you know such a useful tree is what is planted by the river side and seventh characteristics finally it says the leaves are used for med- as medicine the leaves are used for healing not only the food not only as a food even it brings healing even you know some of the plants are used for healing right specific sickness specific diseases some of the leaves and you know extracts are used for healing so this is one one kind of tree such a tree the leaves are used for medicine so let's go over it again what kind of tree we are talking about we are talking about a tree that brings fruit without fail in its season we are talking about the tree which has leaves they don't wither away we are talking about the tree which is capable of spreading its roots and find out where it can draw its strength from and we are talking about a tree it is it remains green even when heat comes we are talking about a tree which will never fail to yield fruit even in drought we are talking about a tree and it its fruit and the entire tree is used for food and we are talking about a tree its leaves are used as a medicine we talked about the special group of people we talked about the tree that is planted by the river side now what about the river what about the river let's turn again to ezekiel chapter 47 i wish i can read couple of verses before we try to understand what is the river what of god talks about ezekiel chapter 47 Let me read a couple of scriptures uh, from there. Ezekiel 47 verse 1. Then he brought me back to the door of the temple. So God brought Ezekiel to the temple of God. And there was water. 
flowing from under the threshold of the temple toward the east for the friend of the temple face east the water was flowing from under the right side of the temple south of the altar okay so that's where the river is coming from that's where the river starts flowing from okay then ezekiel starts seeing you know a lot of things as he continues as the vision continues so then he talks about the water coming up to his ankles in verse 3 and verse 4 water coming up to his knees and water coming up to his waist and and then it the river was flooding and even he couldn't cross the river it was even difficult for swim and cross the river so the water started flowing from the throne of god from the temple of god and it flows and the water level water the, the water level increases and you know it talks about so many things are available in that water we see plenty of fishes in verse 9 and the multitude of fishes and water wherever the water goes it brings life and verse 10 it talks about you know the places where fishermen are seen at the both side of the river and they are able to get a lot of fish from this uh, river and uh, verse 11 says talks about swamps and marshes everywhere and verse 12 is what we read along this bank of the river on the side and that will grow all kinds of trees used for food their leaves will not wither and their fruit will not fail they will bear fruit every month because their water flows from the sanctuary their fruit will be for food and their leaves for medicine so we are trying to understand what is the river word of God is talking about and we understand from verse 1 the river is coming from the foundation of the temple right beneath the door the river starts flowing and you know the river flows towards the 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 door is facing east and the river flows from under the right side of the temple and it flows south of the altar so the river starts flowing from beneath the door of the temple and it flows through and it flows through the side of the altar and that's where the river starts flowing you know just keep that in mind that's where the river comes from you know in scripture always the river it refers to quite a few things you know few of them or maybe the river river refers to or the fountain river water refers to holy spirit it also refers to the word of god now if you take just those two into consideration now the spirit of god it talks about and the word of god and the river flows through the side of the altar and i guess imagine as it flows through the side of the altar it is going to pick up some of the blood seen at the side of the altar so the river as it flows the spirit of god and the word of god and the blood you know they come out of the temple of god and they flow and they flow and at that kind of river at you know there are we find trees at the side of the river you know that's how I imagine now always remember the river of God flows from where the temple of God the river of God flows from the temple of God it flows from there and it flows into the lives and today you and I we come to the temple of God to receive the flow to wet ourselves in the flow and we come and be part in the temp- in the flow of the river and that river flows into our lives and we carry that river back home and we carry the flow of the anointing back home and we go we take the river flow into the community you know that's how god works in our lives and through our lives 
The river establishes a connection between us and God. Think about the tree that is standing down the line, maybe a few miles apart from where the river starts flowing. But there is a connection. There is a divine connection. So the river connects the trees that are planted into the source from where the river starts flowing. So today the river establishes a connection between you and me to God and to the throne of God. The river always originates from the temple of God. You know, that's the reason today church is important. That's the reason today church is important. I would say any ministry, you know, that is not connected to a church cannot continue for a long time. Whatever ministry they are involved with, they still need to be connected with a church. I can't even imagine a ministry outside the church it has to be connected because that's where the river starts flowing that's where the flow of the spirit is jesus talked to, talked about this in the new testament in john 7 chapter 38 john 7 chapter 38 jesus said he who believes in me as the scripture has said out of his heart will flow rivers of living water he who believes in me and as the scripture said out of his heart will flow the rivers of living water the believers they come together in the presence of God and that's where they are connected with the flow the life-giving flow and they drink from that river that flows from the temple of God that comes from the throne of God and they carry that back into their home and to the community and they start ministering to others the river continues to flow the river still continues to flow so you can imagine the way the river is branching out it all starts flowing beneath the throne of God beneath the door of the temple and from there as lives carry as lives get wet by this flow of the river and we as we allow the river to come and fill our hearts and we carry the river out there the river is branching into different branches and it gets into the community and it starts affecting people around us you know today God wants us to be planted in the side of the river and in John 7 the very next uh, scripture John 7 39 but this he spoke concerning the spirit whom those believing in him would receive for the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified so Jesus spoke about the Spirit of God as a river and he said from the bottom of our hearts from within our hearts the, the flow of rivers of living water will come out and now Jesus spoke about the Holy Spirit now According to Ezekiel's prophecy over here, we are looking into a river flowing from the temple of God and the river represents the spirit of God and the word of God and the blood as it flows along the side of the altar it brings forth. Now let's read a little more about this river. In Ezekiel as we read Ezekiel 12 talks about uh, 47 12 talks about this river. Let's move on to Revelation, the book of Revelation chapter 21 in fact book of revelation chapter 21 talks about the new jerusalem the heavenly place or in fact the new heaven and the new earth when everything is completely wiped off god is going to create the heaven and the earth again the new heaven and the new earth it talks about the new jerusalem coming down from heaven it talks about the heavenly realm and the glory of new jerusalem in 
verse in chapter 21 and if you can turn with me to chapter 21 verse let's see uh, chapter 21 verse 22 Chapter 21-22 says, But I saw no temple in it. In the New Jerusalem, in the heavenly realm, there is no temple. For the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. Now God himself is the temple in heaven. So we are talking about the heavenly realm now. Now let's move on to chapter 22. Chapter 22 verse 1. And he showed me a pure river of water of life clear as crystal proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb so if you remember Ezekiel's prophecy the river is flowing from beneath the door but now here because there is no temple there is no door there in the New Jerusalem in the heavenly realm because God himself is the temple over there God and Jesus and that's why verse 22 chapter 22 says and he showed me a pure river of water of life clear as crystal proceeding from where the throne of God proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb because both themselves both them together serve as a temple over there so the river is flowing from both from the throne of God and of the Lamb and verse 2 says in the middle of its streets and it flows right in the middle of the street and on either side of the river was the tree of life either side of the river was the tree of life you remember what is this tree of life where it came from it came from from the garden of Eden that's where man failed to eat that fruit of the tree of life now word of God says God has promised to give the tree of life back to us you know how we are going to live with the Lord eternally forever and ever by eating the tree of life and where we are going to find the tree of life once we go to heaven and we are going to see the golden streets and across the middle of the right in the middle of the street we see the river flowing and at the both side of the river we see the tree of life the moment we go to heaven the moment God establishes the new Jerusalem and the new heaven new earth when we are taken over there after the judgment when we are taken over there first thing we are going to everyone is of us are going to grab going to find out the tree of life and going to grab the fruit of the tree of life and start eating it so once we eat the eternity is assured we are going to live with the Lord forever and ever and let's look at about the, the, the behavior of the tree or the characteristics of this tree which we will find in heaven which bore 12 fruits each tree yielding its fruit every month the leaves of the tree were for healing and of the nations healing of the nations so we are talking about a tree or the river that is running not only in Ezekiel's vision even into our eternity in the heavenly realms we see that river running the only difference is there is no temple that flows from the throne of God you know now finally what are the blessings of being planted by the river we understood the river we understood the trees we understood the people who are planted by the river what are the blessings out again out of these four scriptures number one will not fear when heat comes will not fear when heat comes Psalm says in Psalm 118 verse 6 he says the Lord is my side I will not fear what 
flesh can do to me. I will not fear what man can do to me because the Lord is at my side. I will not fear. You know, those who are planted by the side of the river, word of God says, they will not fear even when heat comes. You know, in our lives, at the situation that we go through at times, it produces a lot of heat within us. You know, at times we get discouraged by because of the, this heat which is produced by the situation in our lives. But you know what the word of God says? Such a people who are planted by the riverside, they will not afraid. They will not fear when heat comes in their lives. You know, today God wants you and me to be planted by the side of the river. Because we need to handle so many things within us, within in our lives. We need to face challenges. We, at times, you know, the things that come on our way, it, it, it really, you know, makes us afraid of things. But then God is telling us, as long as you are planted by the side of the river, as long as you are able to draw from me, as long as you allow your root to get into the word of God, to find the extract, to extract out of it, to know concerning what God wants to speak to you, you will not wither away. You will withstand in that heat. Only thing we need to do is, we need to be found at the riverside. Always we need to be in connection with the Spirit of God. We need to allow the Spirit of God to flow through us. We need to draw from the, 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 the well, the fountain, the word of God from the scripture. Psalm 56, 4 says again, in God I have put my trust. I will not fear what can flesh do to me. You know, because God has told in Isaiah 41, 13 let's read that scripture Isaiah 41 13 you know, that's in word of encouragement Isaiah 41 13 the word says for I the Lord your God will hold your right hand saying to you fear not I am with you I will help you fear not I will help you you know, as long as we are planted, as long as we know which scripture to read and which scripture to take and apply in our life, in our lives, we will not fear when heat comes. When we will not fear when people rise against us. We will not fear when situations are not in our way. Second character, second blessings of those who are planted by the riverside, nor anxious in the drought. Nor anxious in the drought. In Philippians 4, 6 we read, be anxious for nothing. What we need to do. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, we need to let our requests be made known to God. Be anxious for nothing. You know, there are many things lined up on our way. If you just look into our future, think about one or one week ahead of you. Think about a month ahead of you. There are few things are lined up already. You know, every time when you think about it, you become anxious. You start worrying about it. Lord, how do I handle it? How am I going to handle it? All that God is telling us, be planted right by the riverside. Be planted right by the riverside. Not anxious in the doubt. Thirdly, knows how to draw from God. These trees planted by the riverside, they know how to draw water from the river. As long as we are planted by the riverside, we are planted in the temple of God. And as long as we draw from Him, we know how to draw. How to draw. You know, Word of God talks about in two, two different areas. It talks about drinking from Christ Jesus. And also it talks about drinking in the Holy Spirit. I can just give you the reference. Um, in 1 Corinthians 10.4, I can just quickly read it for you. 1 Corinthians 10.4, Word of God says, And all drank the same spiritual drink. 
for they drank of the spiritual rock that flowed that followed them and that rock was Christ Jesus and that rock was Christ Jesus so they drank of the spiritual rock they drank of the spiritual rock and today God is telling us we know where to draw from and we need to know where to draw strength from Christ where to you know, draw our courage outlet what we need in our lives from Christ Jesus because that's where we get our spiritual drink our spiritual drink is from the rock Christ Jesus secondly 1 Corinthians 12 13 it talks about the spiritual drink in the Holy Spirit 1 Corinthians 12 13 for by one spirit we were all baptized into one body whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. All been made to drink in one spirit. Ephesians 5.18 says, Do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the spirit. Be filled with the spirit. It's talking about drinking in the Holy Spirit. You know, these are the two experiences we need to have hand in hand. Drinking from Christ Jesus, from the rock. And drinking in the Holy Spirit. And fourthly, these trees are those who are planted. We bring fruit. We have fruit bearing life. Fruit bearing life. You know, not just free of fear. Not just, you know, we are not anxious. Not just drinking in Christ and drinking the Holy Spirit. We need to bring fruit. We need to yield the fruit. Fruit bearing is essential. As we started today saying that the only expectation from the tree is to bring fruit. To get fruit. And today that's what God is expecting in us. God expects us to bring fruit. You know, there are different ways what of God talks about bringing fruit in our lives. Keeping our lives as an example. Keeping life, our lives as a model. Keeping life, our lives as a model for children to follow. It's fruit bearing. You know, introducing others to Christ. Bringing people into worship. Make them to worship. Come them, making them, enabling, helping them to you know, come and serve the Lord. Allowing them to you know, minister to people. There are different ways we can bring, yield fruit, bear fruit. And God is expecting us to bear fruit. Fifth one the blessing that we get as we are planted by the riverside we bring healing to somebody we bring healing to someone else you know it need not be always physical healing it may be you know uh, it may be the way we impact our lives around us it may be sometimes emotional healing you know there are situations in their lives they are changed because of our involvement our interference in our in their lives and God wants to use us you know God wants to use us to bring healing to someone it may be physical healing it may be emotional healing or it may be just an encouragement it may be just being there blesses somebody you know that maybe there are different ways we can bring healing to someone's life God is expecting us all that God expects us to be planted by the side of the river so the kind of person God wants us to be today not fearful not anxious fruit bearing and bringing healing to people around us you know today look at the world what else they expect from a child of God exactly that's what is they are expecting you know they look at our lives and see whether you know, they get afraid or they get terrored, you know, by looking at the situation in their life. Or how do they handle tension within them? How do they handle, you know, when situations are, you know, not in favor of them? How do they handle? They observe us. And, you know, they, 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 they look at our lives and, you know, they get 
gets benefit out of it that's the expectation of people around us today and God wants us to minister to them so finally as a summary God wants us to be planted by the riverside the river flows from the temple of God you know that's the reason God is bringing us together so being together is scriptural and being together is important today you know we need to be together in unity we need to identify you know anything that is coming against the unity and we need to throw that away because we need to come together in the presence of God seeking for the flow of the river into our lives so then we branch out and bring healing to the society or the community you know because God has called us to draw from the rock God has called us to drink from the Holy Spirit it is essential every time we come together we have Christ as the middle as the focus as the center and we allow the spirit of God to work in our lives you know then we walk when we walk out of this place into our home and into our community we carry that precious anointing in our lives the flow of the living water in our lives and that flows into the community and that affects and brings life brings healing into lives amen so God wants to use us in that way all that we need to do is we need to go through the characteristics of a man or woman who is planted by the riverside and we need to ask the Lord Lord if there is any ungodliness seen in my way forgive me if I am standing at the way of a sinner forgive me Lord if Lord I am I am enjoying this scornful and mocking nature of some people around me Lord forgive me Lord help me Lord to delight in your word Lord let it not become a routine in my life rather Lord help me to enjoy take pleasure out of reading the word of God help me to meditate and apply the word of God in my life Lord help me to trust in you for everything and anything Lord help me to put my hope in you